Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Well, hello there. Are you cold? <laughs> Welcome to our Arctic Outflow CES Cirque du Soleil weekend edition of Tech Talk. As we shiver through Saturday, January the 13th when we're live. Sunday afternoon the 14th when it's probably not going to be any warmer. And then a podcast which you can hopefully listen somewhere in some warmer country or climate. Glad to have you along wherever you are, whenever you are listening to us here. It is definitely bitterly cold out there, so hopefully you're staying in and warm somewhere. We this weekend is myself, Alan Perry, just getting over the last of a cold, but all okay. Kyle Wilson. And? And I'm Brian Pavlicic, your Tech Talk producer. How you guys doing? Doing good. You? Cold? Yeah, oh my <laughs> gosh, it's been so cold. I was complaining, like, why didn't I bring a toque on my way to the studio? Our, our Emma, our German student, she went out with friends to celebrate one of the students' uh, birthday and going back last night, and she had like two inches below the bottom of her pants and her socks. And I said, mm, <laughs> no, because she had all the layers and everything else and gloves. And I said, mm, no. Not so at minus 10. She found out the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> really good. So I will say, though, that we cel- on Sunday we celebrated Milo's first birthday. Oh, that was oh. the... I was trying to remember, because I put a note in here, and I yeah. put anniversary, and I forgot to... Oh, yeah, anniver- it was, so. anniversary of birth. For birth, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really cool. So, yeah, crazy that he's a year, and he's just buzzing. He had so much fun. We had a, a couple friends with babies that came over for a little birthday, and then we went over and saw my parents. Um, and yep. it's my grandpa's birthday, 92nd birthday. Mila was born on his 91st birthday. Um, so we did, like, a little joint thing at my parents' place. And it was cute because my grandpa has a walker, and Milo got a little walking, yep. like a, a walker <laughs> with a bunch of slidey things on that he's, like, learning to walk on. So oh, wow. seeing the two of them in those with their walkers <laughs> was adorable. Could you ask Juna? Could we put a picture in, see what he looks yeah, like one year later? I, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Make sure it's okay with her. Yeah, I'll check with her, and then yeah. uh, I think cool. I got some good later ones. Later on. Um, this is, as we mentioned, this is our CES show. Uh, we'll, we'll get hopefully back there next year for one, one more time. Uh, but yeah, the Consumer Electronics Show, the world's largest trade show in, in Las Vegas. A lot of neat stuff came out. Nothing, this is probably nothing that's going to go... Well, there's a couple. So there's lots of stuff in, in the show notes there. We've gone through all the people that went and got their best suggestion gone through. A lot of them found the same things. There's a few exceptions. I'll let you guys see when you as we look through uh, the things. That, we've tried to put in things that you might conceivably, if they were in stores now, that you would buy. Uh, okay, there's a few that clearly are a little beyond our budget, like the $200,000, you know, transparent TV and stuff like that. Whoa. But, yeah, some really cool cooking gadgets uh, they're thought to do as well, going through these as, as well, uh, Brian. But there's a couple other. There's one there. I'll give you the one that I think uh, has the potential to be the one that, this was the year. Yeah. And it's item 26. First of all, the new location for the show notes, just from like four months ago, but I know it's hard for us to change. So tech, T-E-C-H hyphen talk dot C-A. For those of you, Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, day in the USA, glad to have you listening wherever you are, hopefully warmer. Although if you're in places like your friend in Denver, Ryan and it's Kyle. A, it's a little cold. What was it there? Uh, Minus 40, Minus I think. 40. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you don't say hyphen, you say dash. I know we joke about that, but that's the slight slight differences in our language. So for you, it would be tech-talk.ca. But go there. Item number 26, a Chinese startup, BetaVolt. BetaVolt? BetaVolt. No, you got me saying beta. You got me saying it the <laughs> other way. 
Um, anyway, they've unveiled a new tiny battery that's smaller than a coin that it claims can generate electricity for 50, five zero years without the need for charging or maintenance. It's nuclear. Whoa. So it's atomic fission inside this little tiny battery. And now, this is just a, this is just a prototype, so it, it's, not, it's not out there to the point that you, you and I can go and buy one. And the key thing that's about it, so I'll give you the size. The BB100, which measures 15 by 15 by 5 millimeters, it only provides 100 microwatts of electricity, okay? But mm-hmm. we have to start small and then walk. In the next two years, they want to advance the technology and make small batteries that can deliver one watt of power. Your iPhone uses... A lot more than that. (laughs) Yeah, so they're going to get there, but they're already there. And the the key thing is that no radiation escapes. It uses a layer of artificial diamond and a decaying nickel isotope. So nickel-63 breaks down over time into copper. And it works reliably from minus 60, which is kind of relevant, to 120 (laughs) degrees Celsius. So, you know, that's nothing you can run out and buy right now. But this is from these little acorns, mighty oaks grow. So there's the tech equivalent of that one. So that's the one that... It'll be definitely pretty interesting to see how that develops in the future. Yeah, so if that comes forward in, you know, three or four years and and they get there and they say, well, that was the year 2024. Uh, we also put in uh, one things that when we went there, Brian, we used to always look for the really weird and creepy stuff. Yeah, yeah and definitely. So, yeah, so I put in um, both CNET and Apple Insiders versions of those. They're down there, uh, item number 28 as well. There, there is other stuff to talk about, but we thought we would particularly uh, focus on that because that is the thing. But I want to do one security thing uh, off the top, and then one travel thing, because then we can focus on the CES stuff. Plus, we'll open up phone lines, texts, and emails. Several of you, thank you for taking the time to reach out and either say, hey, I got this one, or is this real? Either way, you didn't click on it. Scam texts, Kyle, that appear to be from Fido, number one in the show notes, offering you a $50 credit as a thank you. Yes, definitely do not click on these. They are not real. But the wording is good. The wording is quite good, though. What it says is, Fido Solutions, as we step into the new year, we want to extend our warmest wishes for 2024. To make it even more special, we're gifting you a $50 credit. It's our way of saying thank you for being a part of the Fido Solutions family. See, and then they're... Yep, secure-fidosolutions.com. Best regards, Fido Solutions team. Yeah, there's one typo in it, that's all. But otherwise, the wording is really good. And if you click on that link, it takes you to Fido, deposit your refund, accept it before 17th January. As a reminder, we'll email you three days before. The colors, everything is correct. Internet e-transfer. If you click on that, it takes you to what looks like an internet, uh, an interact page there. You scroll down, you select your bank account or credit union. You click there. They just ask you to put in your account number and password, at which point the scammers will proceed to empty your account because all that stuff is hosted on a website which we trace to Algeria. Weasels. So. Indeed. Yeah. The important moral of the story here is to never click on a link in a text like this. And so one of the ladies, she said, okay, I've heard you say that, but why would I not do this? And I said, well, first of all, stop and think. If Fido or some other company was actually giving you a $50 thank you 
Not likely. But even if they were, it would show up on your bill. They wouldn't make you do exactly. something to get it. So, and she goes, oh, right. So that's it. Or you could just simply check your account. Even if there was something on your account that you had to click on. But think of it from Fido's point of view. If there's something you had to do to get this, Mm -hmm. that's a lot more work on their end. So that would cost them even more to do this. Yep. And why would they give you a $50 credit? Yes. I wish they would, but, you know. (laughs) So there you go. So there's the, the scam one there. Okay, one travel one. Because of what's been happening with the cold and also because of the uh, Boeing 737 MAX Mm -hmm. Series 9, uh, a lot of planes grounded while they check that door plug uh, in there, a lot of flights are being changed and changed and changed. Friends of ours, Sharon and Tony, if you're listening, hi, on their way to Guatemala. And at one point last night, they were looking as their stuff was being canceled. They were going to fly from Victoria to Seattle to John Wayne Airport in Orange County. And then magically, they were supposed to get themselves within two and a half hours to LAX for their flight to Guatemala City. My goodness. And the airlines were basically going, okay, one airport there, one airport there. You know, you get yourself there. And they're going, ah. So anyway, all that. So the key thing here is it's really, really important obviously that you check your flights before you go to make sure that they are still happening. But B, please use electronic boarding passes and check the app. When you land, when you're going hop, 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 Ryan, check when you land in city number one to see if the flight has changed. And if it has, go to the airline app. It'll have an updated boarding pass. Click add to wallet on an Android phone. You would just simply take a screenshot of it or use the airline app itself to do that. Mm-hmm. If you use a paper boarding pass. Now, mm-hmm. this is going to be the year that apparently the airports are all going to change this system because right now the boarding pass is good for one uh, terminal only. So B gates, C gates, D gates, F gates, whatever. Mm-hmm. So if your flight changes from B12 to B27, just a little extra walk. But yeah. if it changes from B12 to C13, in many cases, that boarding pass, that's a different security area, and it's not valid. So now all those people who have had their flight changed, yeah. same flight number, same plane, but for whatever reason it's coming from over there instead of over there, now you've got to go and line up at one of those kiosks yeah. to get new boarding passes. Yeah, and now it. you're tight for time because you thought you had a five-minute walk. Now you've got a 25-minute walk, but now you've got a half-hour wait to get to that kiosk to get your boarding pass. Yes. And you're going to miss your flight. So if you use electronic boarding passes, it's so much easier. Yeah, and if absolutely. you look at the airport, you'll see that we're not trying to get you to do something newfangled. You'll see that the vast majority of people are using beep with their phone. I saw Even when I traveled, I did that. Yeah, when I picked yeah. up somebody at the airport, I saw a lady was going, uh, going on with her iPad, a little oh, iPad yeah. mini. She had it on there. They don't care as long as that thing printed out. You know, probably soon they'll have it so you can do it on your Apple Watch. But yeah, but the key is it will update itself electronically and it will give you the new thing. And the other simple thing, it seems simple, when you get off the plane, before you start heading for that new gate or the old gate, check to see if it's changed because you were on airplane mode. So when the plane lands and you're taxiing to the gate, take it off airplane mode, check the airline app. Oh, look. Oh, crap. Here we're changed again. Yes. So it just reduces the stress dramatically. 
when you do that, and there might be, have to be some cajoling with um, somebody you're traveling with who insists on doing it their way. But you can take take your boarding passes, <laughs> like even then, like you know, we when we fly, we often like one person will just have them all on their phone. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that is both people will have them all. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I always recommend. Both of you have both passes. Mm-hmm. That way, if somebody either loses their phone or battery goes dead. Or get stuck in the washroom and doesn't hear the announcement, and then you're not dependent on finding them. Maybe they just got lost. Yep. Maybe they got left behind at security because had a friend who was going through and brought 99-cent container of salt from the 99-cent store, and they decided they were going to test that for traces of drugs, thinking, oh, yeah. well, who would bring a container <laughs> yeah. of salt? Yeah, exactly. right, right. So, There's certain things, we brought yeah. ashes back, and those got flagged really quickly, exactly. like, like human remains ashes. So if you're tight for time, and mm-hmm. the person who's got the boarding passes on their phone is right. stuck there getting the, the body search, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and you're going, come on, come on, come on, come on, you, you can't go to the gate. Right. You could go to the gate and tell them, hey, my friend is coming. I can see on Find My that he's just five minutes away. Please don't close the boarding doors. Oh, yes, yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so just little things like that. So, yeah, anyway, there's uh, soapboxes away. Okay, we'll start going through the CES best of stuff here, but we'd love to help you with your questions or issues here. I suspect we're going to get some cold-related ones here, but what happens if my phone gets frozen? But let's fire up the lines when we're live on Saturday morning. 250-386-1161 on any phone. Star 1070 on a mobile phone in Canada. Texts also in Canada to 107010-107010. They sometimes look weird on my screen, so please put your first name somewhere at the beginning or end of your text. Or you can still use old-fashioned email, techtalk, T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at cfax1070.com. 22 after the hour as we roll on in the cold for the 15th and, no, 13th, 13th and 14th. I've <coughs> seen brain. Uh, the person that texted said, your voice sounds different. That's because I'm just getting over the last of the cold, but I feel great, and it's just the cold. So Kyle's over there, and Brian's <laughs> over there, just in case we washed everything. So, okay. Um, what's I going to do? Oh. Uh, one here from Patrick, which is a good thing to pass on to everybody. Hi, Alan. Could you do this is by email? Could you do a piece on updating Windows 10 and 11? My wife Eileen has Windows 10 on her laptop, and the updater says it cannot install 2024-01 security update for Windows 10 version 22H2. Yes, this is uh, this is a known issue. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just there's a compatibility issue on some motherboards. And it's uh, it'll actually give you the knowledge base number KB five zero three four 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 one. Thank you, Patrick, for including that, so I didn't have to look it up. Yes, that's a known issue. Microsoft will likely fix it, Kyle, with what they call a cumulative update. Yes, exactly. It's a mistake on their end, but yeah. don't worry about it. It's okay. Because when you think about it, when a company like Apple or Microsoft or Google pushes out an update to the core of your device, mm-hmm. whether it's a phone, tablet, or computer. And they have to make it work on this panoply of devices from all these different manufacturers and motherboards and video cards. Every time I see an update come and go through, and I go, that was cool. Because I know how much work goes behind the scenes trying to make it compatible. Yep. You know, it's like coming out with a new door handle for every car in the market. Mm. Just think how hard that would be. 
you know, we decide we can change the door. Well, no, there's, you know, my car is a two-door, four-door. Teslas don't have handle, you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So they will fix that with an update, likely on Tuesday, because CES was this past week. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams were focused on navel-gazing at what the competition was doing and everything else. So, yeah, so that one there. Normally, Tuesdays, 10 a.m., is when Microsoft releases updates coming up. That's why they call it Patch Tuesdays. Yes. People like Kyle that do what he does when he's not here normally know not to do meetings. Do not plan meetings on Tuesdays because that's when things will go south if there are any issues. Mm-hmm. Lately, it's been... When was the last time we had to tell people about a problem You know, with an update? Occasionally, somebody has a computer that hangs up and we have to say after 14 minutes or 14 hours of the little circle going around, oh, sure, yeah. press the button for 20 seconds. We'll mention that to you, by the way, because there is a couple people have had problems with this security update that's the issue here, and it says, updating your system, do not turn off computer. Mm-hmm. And after three hours, they call and say, um, hello, and I say, yeah, okay, yours, I know it says do not, hold for 20 seconds, you'll be okay. What's the longest you think is reasonable to wait for an update? I mean, on some older machines, it, I don't know, two hours is reasonable or is it definitely hung up it's definitely hung up anything on the current system anything more than i would say anything more than half an hour Mm -hmm. without any visible change other than the wheel yeah if you're getting a percentage increase one two yeah but if you're just getting the wheel no Mm -hmm. after yeah half an hour is an abundance of caution you're uh, fine or if it's stuck at 17 percent for an hour yeah and what that is is the graphics card uh the driver has been updated so the thing that's generating the video signal has mm-hmm. been updated, yep. but it hasn't acknowledged the update, so it's still showing you the picture from the previous version. Oh, so that's... Okay, so when that's happened, that's often it's a GPU thing. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. And so the 20 seconds, and then it'll just pick up where it left off, and you'll see when it first comes back on, it says, updating your computer 30%. That's normally the, the punch point for video drivers is the 30% mark on Windows oh, 10. interesting. 40%, 42%, I think, on Windows 11. Interesting. Yeah. You get to see these habits, yeah. And that's what it is. But you're fine. But as a general rule, don't ever turn off the computer when it says don't turn off the computer, except if it's been there. Yeah, I think half an hour's. At that point, you start wondering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you really, really want to be sure and you don't desperately need your computer, yeah, go have lunch or whatever and leave it for an hour. But I would feel perfectly comfortable after half an hour holding the button for 20 seconds. Doesn't matter whether it's Windows or Mac. Mm. And then press it once, and you'll see. It's great that we can do that even, because most things like we're talking about the other week, like if you do not unplug your printer or do not update your firmware in your printer during a storm yeah. or something like because if it goes down in the middle of it, it doesn't know where to pick up again. Yes. So there we go. Okay, to phone lines, first call of the day is Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi there. I just wanted to comment on your um, remarks that you made regarding um, boarding passes. Yes, please. And I just uh, traveled extensively and used um, my phone, and I happened to take a photo or a screenshot of my ticket in one instance, and they wouldn't let me use that. You have to use the authentic, either the app or whatever they sent you in the email. They have to see the email. What airline was that, Sherry? Yeah, I haven't heard of that before. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I think in that instance I was in the U.S., but, um, yeah, they wouldn't let me use the screenshot. Uh, I had to use, I had to show them the email. 
If it scans, like if it and then scans, the emails are just because as you, falsifiable. Oh, were you do? I know. I oh, I think I know. I said the same thing. Yeah. You were probably yeah. Sure. You're probably using a domestic flight from city X to city Y in the U.S., right? No, I was flying internationally. Oh, okay. Because normally domestic flights in the U.S. you don't need photo ID, which is weird for us. No, you don't need. Yeah, but then they might th- they might think that you picked up a boarding pass on the f- you know they might think you took a picture of somebody else's boarding pass. Correct. And that's why they might was do it a that. screenshot or a photo? Uh, I took a I think it was a screenshot. Um, yeah, I took a screenshot of my boarding pass and I just had it in my photos because I had a whole bunch. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's why. Yeah. If they you actually allow me to use it. Huh. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's I'm going to look that up and find it. But thank you. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good idea. I would take a screenshot if you're worried about the internet going out and you're not being able to access the app. I always take a screenshot just as a precaution, mm-hmm. but I never use it. It's only there if there's a problem. But that's really good advice, Sherry. Thank you. Yeah, may right. not work, just uh, so you know. Yeah. Have a good day. Thanks you very too. much. Thanks, Sherry. Yeah, these are little devils in the details, right? Yeah. Okay, lots more coming up. We'll get into the CES stuff there. Again, tech-talk.ca, tech dash talk.ca if you're in the USA for Martin Luther King weekend. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for our post-CES 2024 edition of Tech Talk, January 13th and 14th of 2024 in the frigid cold, Kyle Wilson is in studio with Brian and me. Kyle's a Collwood-based IT specialist, Wikipedia administrator, and a tech editor for Business Insider. Thanks for making the trek in from Colwood. Thank you for having me. It's definitely warmer in here than it is outside. Yeah, it's warmer anywhere <laughs> we than can't it say is that outside. very often because the studio is not a warm place. <laughs> it, it was a record. It was the coldest January 12th on record in Victoria. Oh, yeah. We don't get to say that very much. No. Yeah, the high was eight, yeah. minus eight. I was I mean. saying to, to Kyle what I should have shot because my little Honda uh, Fit is inside Suzanne's got the short straw so hers was outside but uh, so the temperature when i got in and fired up the the ignition was i think it was 17 degrees and as i backed out it starts dropping i should have shot a video of yeah. the temperature going 17 16 15 14 13 all the way down to minus eight wow. like it took like 60 seconds to go cascading down so Anyway, uh, lots of post-CES stuff to talk about. CES is the Consumer Electronics Show, the world's largest trade show, held this week in Vegas. Kyle, this is where tech companies of all sizes from all over the world showcase their latest innovations. Exactly. This year, more than 130,000 people from more than 150 countries toured more than 4,000 exhibits at CES. Spread across 6 million square feet of display space. They've got the new North Hall. Brian knows from hiking around there with uh, Ron, Jen, myself uh, uh, years ago here. It's it's overwhelming and it's sensory overload. So what we've tried to do is with the people that were there is to find the find the most interesting, most notable, most useful. So we'll start the stuff that none of us can afford. The TVs. So the one that got a lot of wow is from LG. It's a 77-inch, 196 centimeters, OLED T. They're actually called, it's not a typo, they're not calling it a T, they're calling it a T because it's transparent 4K TV. Very impressive, and and it will uh, set you back a little bit when it's available this summer, though. About 10 grand US. And the idea is that when you're not using it, you don't have this big honking black screen there. Brian's got a Samsung frame, so you can have art on it. 
Yes, yeah, and that's that same thing. Is we don't want a big black box on the wall. Yeah, we have an 85-inch in the living room, and we quite often leave cat TV on, which is any one of a myriad of YouTube videos <laughs> with birds and squirrels and all that. And cat, nice. Kitty cat loves that. <laughs> but, or I'll sometimes just leave it on some of the um, peaceful relaxation channels with aerial oh, views yes. of various countries and warm places right now and things like that. But this one gives you a difference. Um, it can go transparent, leaving nothing but a see-through display revealing the wall behind it. Um, or you can have it be an aquarium or various other things. And the neat thing about it is it's also wireless. There is just a power cord. All the signals are transmitted to it from a little box that can be up to 10 meters away. Yeah, or 30 feet. That, that's amazing. Yeah. So that was one. So, uh, you know, put that one in your budget. Um, if you just want a TV that would fold up instead of being transparent, mm-hmm. a brand that's a small brand, they're a niche brand, it's called the letter C followed by the word seed, S-E-E-D, C-seed. They have a 3.5 meter, that's 137 inch TV <laughs> that folds up. It literally goes, and it's, it's, if you think of people, you've seen people with their um, folding phones, yeah, and you can't see the seam, this is very much like that. People who saw it said when you're up close to it, you can't see the seams. Which is very impressive. And there's only a handful that have been produced around the world, which probably gives you a clue to its price tag, which <laughs> is... Make sure you're sitting down, $200,000 US. Now, on the other hand, uh, this one's a little more affordable. But again, these are things that, you know, we're just dreaming. TCL. TCL is the fifth largest TV maker in the world. They're number two in China. Um, They have unveiled one of the world's biggest and brightest TV sets to date. It's 115 inches, so that's 2.9 meters from corner to corner. Put it this way, it's like having a 4x8 sheet of plywood, a very bright, colorful 4x8 sheet of plywood in your (laughs) living room. So, yeah, they're, they're managing to produce. They've retooled the factories where they produce the panels. Because we remember back in the day when you got thought a 55-inch was impressive, they were running those on 100, what worked out to metrically, 108-inch panels. And then they analyzed them for defects, and they cut the screen down to the portion that had no defect. And back when they first came out, they needed 108 inches to get a 55-inch with no defects. Wow. So, yeah, nowadays they're actually producing. This 115 is being produced on a 120-inch mm. metric equivalent panel, and then they just huh. trim it to 115. So the quality has gone up dramatically. It's expected to go on sale later this year for around 100... Or, sorry, I almost... Uh, I was thinking the other yeah. one. Uh, 20000 So a bit yeah. more reasonable That's in price. That's 10% of the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A steal. Yeah, but, you know, like that one. You can't fold it up, I guess. Okay, so now into the... Well, you could, but only once. (laughs) (laughs) Now into the ones that you and I might realistically um, buy. And this is, again, I've tried to find stuff for Android as well, but uh, this is from Belkin, a very well-known name in technology. It's their Auto Tracking Stand Pro. So it's an iPhone holder Mm. that rotates up, down, and sideways to keep you centered while you're recording a video, if that's what you do. Um, or even while you're on a video call. So if you're cooking dinner uh, in the kitchen, you put this on the counter, and as you're moving around the room, then it will keep you centered in, in the frame. 
So that is very cool. Yeah, I mean that's professional gear. A lot of people、uh, I know people that do videos where they're doing like makeup demos、mm-hmm. or clothing、mm-hmm. demos, things like that, and they normally pay somebody to do that. There's some sports gear out there that's in the five hundred dollar range. This is a hundred and eighty dollars U.S. And it's compatible with phones that have MagSafe technology, and it keeps your phone charged at the same time. So, if you were doing meetings, if you were leading presentations, you can now wander around all over the place, just like you see somebody doing on stage. And this will keep you centered and focused for 180 bucks US. That's very impressive, and it also can rotate 100 or 360 degrees,、uh, and it can do 90 degrees of tilt. Yeah. So, very think about that. To, to be able to rotate 360 degrees, most other ones I've seen are limited to about 270. Yes. So there's an angle where you can't go. This is this is really cool. I was I was impressed with that. It also includes 15 watts of fast charging, because some of these stands will do some of these things, but they won't.、Um, your phone will run down. Because、yeah. this uses MagSafe, then there's no cable to get twisted as it's turning around. Oh yeah, and plugged pe- in or it has its own battery. It's plugged、Sorry. in. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's plugged in, but it can do that. And the other thing is, some people that tried it out—if you look at the reviews—some、um, people that tried it out said that they tried to go really quickly, and it had no problem doing it.、That's、so、awesome. the motor in it is very smooth, and then the motor didn't make a noise. Because remember the microphones on the phone, which is is right nearby. So a big thing I found with I、uh, doing research of other ones, like I forget the other one you had before.、Um, It's the one from、track. the yeah, the one from the surfing for people that were doing surfing videos, things like that. When they put it on their board or something. Yeah. There's, oh, there's、yeah. a company that's really big for equestrian. They need this a lot for you. Yeah. You can do like distance coaching, and the camera follows you on your horse. Yeah.、Um, but a big thing is like getting it to switch between people. Like a lot of people want to pr- do a presentation like this、mm-hmm. and, and live stream it. Yeah. But Being able, so some of them come with like a token that, or multiple tokens, and you can hand it to somebody. Yes, it's like the speaking stick or something. Like、yeah. you pass it to them, and then it will track them for a while. But I don't know if this one had any of those features. No, this is designed to, specifically for you in your home office or one location, one person. One person. Oh, so it knows you. Like I wonder if you had two people in the shot and you stepped apart from each other, who it would follow. Yeah, I guess、this、you could do it、stuff. that way. If, That'd be a good question. If we wanted、yeah. to hand off to each other, in that case,、yeah. if you came in directly behind me. Yeah, 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 or with a sheet over your. Head. Yeah, that's okay. To get one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got、useful. the little, the little red.、Question. I've got that little the unit. The brand is red. Pivo, Pivo, Pivo red.、One. Yeah,、okay. yeah. And I've used that, and I'm very happy with that. But it is very limited in in mobility. It doesn't have up and down. It's only got. Yes, and it's、yeah. really useful if they can zoom in and out too. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, but that's anyway. There we go. So that's item number thirteen. In the show notes, there so much more stuff, including some really cool stuff from the cooking side、uh, as well. So these are again all in the show notes at tech-talk.ca. Back with more, and we'd love to have your calls, texts, or emails. If you're staying home, staying staying warm, ten seventy ten by text one zero seven zero one zero. Include your first name. I see a bunch in here. I'll look at that during the break. And also phone calls to Star Ten Seventy and a mobile phone in Canada or two five zero three eight six one one six one. As we continue on Tech Talk with Alan and Kyle and Brian, the text here just says, "Good morning, guys. My friend has an iPhone eight and doesn't want to use Siri. We tried a hard restart with up volume, down volume, then button on right till Apple logo shows, but it didn't work." Do you have any suggestions? 
So sorry, the the restart process failed. No, they mean that they want to disable Siri. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. If you don't want to use Siri, then you just simply go into Settings, Siri, and Search, and turn off, turn off the Siri on yes. that. iPhone yeah. 8 is no longer supported, so it's different, slightly different from more recent iPhones. But to do a cold restart, which clears out the electronic dust bunnies, Kyle, um, normally people make the mistake of holding the volume buttons down too long. It's a quick press on... Uh, check that again. Make sure I've got that right. It's been a while since I've since I've done that. I've I've got it up right here. Okay. Uh, so basically, you quickly uh, press and release the volume up button, and then you quickly press and release the volume down button, and then you press and hold the side button until the Apple logo appears. Yep. Now, on some phones, you may find that you get the emergency SOS feature, so you may have to go and turn that off first because it thinks you need help, and it will oh. count down from five. Right, like if you sque- if you squeeze both sides, and yeah. with that one you can squeeze. It doesn't matter if it's up, volume up or volume down. If you're squeezing both sides where the buttons yeah. are, you will trigger. So an be emergency. careful doing. So again, volume up, volume down, and then press and hold till the Apple logos. If you get the slide to power off switch, that's not a cold boot. You got to keep holding, and it will override that after seven seconds on an iPhone eight. I think it will take that. If that doesn't work, hmm. I would then go into, if the phone's working, um, but it's got some glitches, I would go into settings, general. There's a shutdown button there. Yeah, and now that's not a cold boot. That's just a shutdown, but that may fix the issue that's then preventing you from doing. So settings, general, all the way down to the bottom bottom and shut down. Yeah, but if neither of those worked to do a cold boot... I would, if depending on what your issue is, I would use the Apple Support app. Go and get it from the App Store. Please, everybody, if you've got an iPhone or an iPad, please go and get the Apple Support app. Yes. It's free. Just have it there. That way, if you have a problem, you can tap on that and literally speak to somebody from Apple. Yes, you can go through and choose which of your devices that are on your Apple ID. Um, and you can go through a starter process and they'll say, okay, what category is this? Or have you yeah. looked at this? No? Well, here's the call button. Yeah. And you can, and the nice thing, like I've had people try to look up the Apple support number and Google will post fake ads <laughs> of people claiming uh, yes. to be Apple support and then they go get their, you know, Very information common. compromised. Yeah. So go through this Apple support app and they will call you. You punch in the number you want and they'll you'll get a phone call. And when I've done it, it's always been within five minutes you get the call, but you can also schedule it for later in the day. Yeah, so if you're heading out and didn't think you were going to get through, then you can say, okay, I'll be back on 3 o'clock. And, okay, call me then. And they will. And they're amazing. And I've had them, you know, they will be on the phone. If it takes five hours on the phone with you, they will do it. And this is all free because yep. you are, you know, an Apple yep. user, even if you're out of warranty, whatever. I love the support that they give. Yeah, there we go. So it, hopefully that answered your question. If not, send us a follow-up text and we'll see if we can help out. Bruce says, Brian, Ellen, very nice job on the new Tech Talk website with pop-ups, etc. Cheers. Thank you, Bruce. A lot of work. We're still working on fine-tuning it, getting it down here. Um, Patrick, who was asking the question about doing the update on Windows um, 10 and 11. Oh, there was a part two that I didn't read. Sorry. Okay. I have Windows 11 on my desktop and 2024-01 cumulative update for Windows 11 version 22H2 for X64-based systems when installed on 9th of January 2024. Shouldn't there be a 23H version? Uh, where did we stop with numbers? On? I think it was 22, wasn't it? 22H2, I believe, is still the last major... 
and then Windows 11 changed to a different configuration. Okay, homework. Um, yeah. Brian and Kyle are both going going through homework on that one. From Ron in Edmonton, just talked to my friend who's flying to Hawaii today, Lucky Dogs, and he says he has both boarding passes on his shared iPhone. I asked him how they are on his phone, and he says they are in email, and he has printed both passes. I think you were talking about having them in Apple Wallet or perhaps the airline app. Yes. So let's go through this again because this is really, really stress-relieving or stress-causing if you don't do this right. So get them from the airline app. Go to whatever app is, install the airline app, and then when you get boarding passes... Because you may find your friend that's going to Hawaii today may discover that the boarding passes are being replaced. The ones on the email were sent when he made, when he did his check-in. They may well have been replaced with newer ones. Yes. And then you can use the app. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Or if you want, tap the button up in the top right corner of the boarding pass screen on the mm-hmm. app. And it says, add to wallet. Yes. And it'll say, add both, add this pass or add all available passes. So if you're going hop, 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 it'll add all three. So handy. Yeah. Definitely. And if you've got two people, then it'll add all six if there are that. So you can add individual passes or individual people. Yeah. Definitely. And we found out, or I found out more about that for that Windows 10 and 11 oh, thanks, question. Kyle. Yeah. Uh, for 10, the last version is 22H2, and that comes or goes out of support October 14th, 2025. Yeah. For Windows 11, the latest version right now is 23H2. So there should be a 23H2, Patrick, for Eileen's uh, computer. So send me a text if you would. I know who you are. And we can remotely check and find out why she doesn't have 23H2. In case you care, geeky stuff. 23 mm-hmm. stands for 2023. H2 stands for second half. Microsoft puts out the biggies in two halves, first half, second half. They hold them back. They use new technology on Windows 11 that allows them to fine-tune them much better to make sure they don't give them to a computer that has some configuration, Um, whether it's video cards, sound cards, monitors, whatever, that this is going to cause a problem. So they wait until they get enough telemetry. So that's why you wouldn't be offered it. But by now, you should have it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We'll do a remote connection, sort that out. Back after this. As we continue with Kyle and Brian on Tech Talk for the 13th and 14th of 2024, I mentioned this is Cirque du Soleil weekend as well. Their show, I saw the big semi trailer out there, but the brain does not register. Cortco, C O R T C O, is the show. Apparently getting rave reviews there. Kyle, you were going to mention something? No? He goes, no? Okay, I'm sorry. We're multitasking here. Um, oh. oh, from Brian, this is B-R-Y-A-N. This is a non-technical thing, but it's important. Hi, guys, don't forget to check feeders, cold, so frozen bird feeders. If you have them, heaters are, are needed. Most people do these days, yes, especially for the little hummingbirds. Yes. Exactly, and also alternating feeders, too. Bring one in when it freezes. Uh, let it thaw out and have like another one ready to go out. Yeah, be ideal. Yeah, I was speaking with someone the other day saying that they, they were watching the hummingbirds like just they're shaking, like waiting for more yeah. food to come back out. Now that would be a good high tech product. 
Oh, with a little warmer inside. Yes, with, that comes on when the temperature <laughs> drops below a certain... Uh, have a little thermometer yeah. inside the liquid. That would be it really would, cool. A little rechargeable one. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's, you get them for like aquariums to maintain a certain... There's already that yeah. technology out. You just have to find a small one that fits in your hummingbird feeder. Yeah, there we go. That'd be uh, a good product. Yeah, okay. CES next year. There we go. <laughs> Back to the phone lines. And Wayne. Hi, Wayne. How can we help? Yeah, first of all, the Cirque du Soleil thing is called uh, Corteo, not Cortco. Like, I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's what happens when you look at things when you're driving by. Sorry. Yeah, you know, no, but the E looks like a C, the way they spell that, so you're forgiven. Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm hoping you can post the answer to what I'm going to ask on your show notes thing. Sure. Now, recent, recently, Facebook has changed their messenger service, and then it does done something called end-to-end encryption. And with that... I can't read any messages on my messenger on my MacBook when I sign into Facebook Messenger. So I had, you know, some people I've got like a year and a half, two years worth of messages on there, but I can on my phone and I, on my Android phone. And it's just bizarre. I don't know what this end encryption thing is they started and how to turn the damn thing off so I can read my messages on my computer. So oh, okay. So you can message, read new messages? Right, my um, right now on my phone, yep. I can read it and I can read all the messages for the past many months. But on my computer, the messages don't come into my computer. Now, it's tell me about the tell me about the computer. What computer do you have? It's a Mac. Okay, and do you know which uh, is it on the current operating system? Yeah, it is, but I don't think it has anything to do with the computer. It has something to do. I yeah. don't, you, you guys are going to have to research end to end. Uh, yeah. encryption on, on Messenger because I don't think it has anything to do with the computer or what brand it is. Okay, And it's just extremely frustrating where it comes into my phone. So when I'm sitting at home, I'll hear a message come into my Messenger. I can read it on my phone, but it doesn't show up on my computer. I've got all uh, up until a certain date when this end encryption started, I've got all those messages, but on that certain day when it started, yeah. no more. Okay, Brian's uh, going to have the answer for you when we come back in hour number two. I'll tell you what end-to-end encryption is. It's your buddy. It means that stuff cannot be read by anybody who intercepts the conversation going back and forth. It's in general a good thing. Yes, it's a very good thing. So it means it's encrypted as it's sent. It's decrypted when it gets to the other end. There's a problem with the decryption on your device. Brian's Mm -hmm. working on a solution for you there. I will say, though, the people that can still read it are meta. They still can. Yeah, and, and encryption is kind of a not a great term when you're referring to Facebook. Yeah. Hour number two coming up. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Thanks for joining us as we shiver away in the Arctic Outflow edition of Tech Talk for 2024. If you're just tuning in, we are live with you on Saturday, January 14th as the temperature Hovers in the minuses Sunday afternoon, the 14th. It's still going to be in the minuses, coming back out slowly early this coming week. It's also our CES Consumer Electronics post-CES show edition. And, of course, Cirque du Soleil. Court, no, I'm going to get this right because I got, read the sign wrong. Corteo is the show that's uh, touring at the uh, Savon Foods Memorial Center. Glad to have you along whenever you're with us, live Saturday, Sunday, or the podcast that Brian's working away. If you're just tuning in... None other than Kyle Wilson is here with us. Kyle's a Colwood-based IT specialist, Wikipedia administrator, and a tech editor for Business Insider. We're going through and solving some of your tech issues, as well as reviewing some of the cool stuff that was unveiled 
at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas this week. Before we go any further, a couple specials here. Didn't get much chance fighting off the last of the cold, but I did find a couple ones. People wanted some help buying these things, and so I thought, oh, I'll pass on this as well. So first of all, if you, if Santa brought you an Apple Watch in particular, uh, or AirPods uh, for Christmas, London Drugs uh, got some more stock in on a couple of items that they were going to have on Boxing Week sale, but didn't get the stock. So three-in-one wireless charging pad for iPhone, Apple Watch, and AirPods. Furo is the brand. F-U-R-O. It's in the show notes there. $50 instead of $80. It's a wide one. The three go side by side. The AirPods, the phone lies flat. And then the Apple Watch sits upright with a little stand. So you can see that. If you're tight for space, Logix, L-O-G-I-I-X, Stance, their three-in-one magnetic wireless charging stand, also has an AC power adapter, and it works with Apple and Android devices, and it's much more compact because the phone goes on the mag charging, the AirPods go underneath, and the watch goes next to it. It's on for $78, uh, $62 saving. Both of those this weekend at London Drugs online or in-store. The website contains links if you want to look it up and then do that. And then from our friend Gary at Tesseract. Gary will be with us in the studio next weekend helping answer your questions. This is a really cool bundle. A lot of people say, does this really work? This is what's called a tiny PC. And Brian, this one actually lives up to its description. It's a yeah. powerful mini computer. It's about six inches square and one and a half inches thick. Very small. Mm. Yeah, but it's really super powerful. There's no compromises here. 6th Gen Intel Core i5 processor, 8 gigs of RAM, new 240 gig SSD, Windows 11 Pro. And the key thing is it comes with a PC mount, so the whole computer fits on the backside of the 24-inch HD monitor that Gary is including in this bundle. Yeah, they're pretty nicely made. I've done a setup for these before. Um and it's just great how compact it is. It's like an all-in-one, but you could take out the tiny PC if you needed to. Or... Yeah, if you want to put the tiny PC down on the counter, you're welcome to do that. Yeah, but if, but if, <laughs> but if space is a priority, because, you know, it's got the Bluetooth, the Wi-Fi, all that kind of stuff, yeah. he's bought, bundled this together for $399 for the computer and the monitor. So all you're going to have to buy is, you may already have it, mouse and keyboard. And it's got Bluetooth, so you can do that, or you could do wireless, or you can run a cable. But if you're trying to save cables, this would be really good, wireless mouse and keyboard. But mm-hmm. 400 bucks at Tesseract, but not this weekend, when they reopen on Monday, because Gary and Jesse take the weekend off, which we fully support. So there you go. That is linked in the show notes as well. And then just repeating one from last week, because I checked and it's still there, Epson EcoTank ET2850 printer is still on for $70 off, plus a bonus black ink bottle, $270 at Costco. Kyle, you do need a membership for that. Yes, you do. (coughs) Excuse me, still fighting off the last of the flu. Okay, back to CES. Where do you want to go on the CES items down there, Kyle? Let's take a look here. We got down to number four. I think we're going to go to 14, or unless you want to go to the food at 15. Uh, 14, no, 14 is a good one. So basically, several PC makers unveiled dual screen laptops at CES with the Asus ZenBook Duo getting rave reviews. Yeah, this is, I don't quite see um, the need for this, but it's worked really well with phones. And it seems to have taken off. Uh, Asus seems to make really good quality. So this is, imagine, a laptop 
but both the, the screen on the top and where you would have the keyboard and everything else, it's also a screen. So you can literally do two things on top of each other, like above and below, as opposed to side by side? Yes, it, it's interesting. It has two 14-inch 3K OLED uh, displays powered by Intel's latest chips, up to a Core uh, Ultra 9. Yeah, so really good. So if you're used to working uh, for work, say, with two screens side by side, Brian, mm -hmm. this is yeah. the same thing, except when you flip it open at the airport or on the plane or on the ferry terminal, whatever, now they're just above and below each other. Weird, crazy. I got to see, there's a picture for that one? Yeah. Yes, there is. What number was it? <laughs> Item number 14. But yeah, the idea being that you then are, oh, are not yes. having to switch windows back and forth. You can literally do it, and they show it in several different configurations. Oh. You don't have to use both screens. You can fold one behind and have it out of the way. You can have the keyboard. So you get to use it whatever configuration you want. They haven't locked you into saying, you must do it our ways. So yeah, that oh, one. Wild. It's quite cool. Food ones. I was really impressed uh, with some food ones there. Uh, one's hard to describe. The Dreo Chef Maker Combi Fryer. So they basically said when air fryers came out, that revolutionized how we cook food. Now they're revolutionizing the way we use our air fryers. Um, it can act as a convection oven, like a traditional air fryer, but it can go so much further forward with that, with all the additional things that it can do. Um, the, the article has got some, some pictures in there of exactly... Uh, of all the different things that that it can do. I'm going to scroll down to where the pictures were, were put there. It has a 5.6-inch display that allows you to customize your cooking, a cooking probe to help you achieve the perfect temperature, a built-in atomizer so things don't dry out, a water tank, uh, and an app so you don't have to, to... You can monitor it from wherever you are, whether you're upstairs taking a shower or whether you're across the room making the salad. Or whatever. So yeah, they uh, they they were impressed. Of Mashed.com gave it their innovation award. So there's a bunch of others that they also that got a lot of uh, rave reviews there as well. Brand I don't know. Sear S E E R Grills Perfecta. It's an artificial intelligence powered grill that claims to help you cook your food perfectly with a simple touchscreen. Bonafer. Where do they come up with these names? B-U-N-A-F-R. Interesting. It's a roaster which lets you roast your coffee beans in the comfort of your own home. So there you go, Brian, because I know you, li you like your coffee, so mm -hmm. now you can literally roast the beans yeah. and then grind the beans and then make the coffee. This one does Freshest. the roasting. Yeah. yeah that I, would smell. Too much trouble for me. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but cool. And then the other one, the Exo Brew Gen 3. We saw Exo Brew the first time, I think the year you were there with uh, Jen and, and Ron and me. They were the first brewing machine, mm -hmm. and it yeah. had the little pods and everything. Well, this one now brew up to six liters of cider, kombucha, uh, and other non-alcoholic buddly options every three days. So it just sits on the counter and does it all, no smell, no mess. Yeah, yeah, those were so, cool. There we go. Now, the big one. For cooking, skip down to, to item number 17. If you are a backyard grilling king. This oh. is the Weber Summit FF38X Smart Grill. Ron Fraser, if you're listening, you're going to ask Tamara for one of these from Santa. 
It has touchscreen controls and a super hot height adjustable infrared boiler. Broiler. Yeah, the first propane powered smart barbecue with full touchscreen control panel, interior sensors, track and adjust internal temperature, so you can monitor and adjust the cooking remotely from your phone. But the big deal is exactly what Kyle said an infrared broiler that you can lower down as, I know, vegetarian Brian, <laughs> but you can still do your veggies, but you can raise and lower it um, to add a quick, precise crust to steak, fish, and chops. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. Okay, so it's some people will definitely find that useful. The but um, you might want to be sitting down when you learn its price tag. Seven thousand Canadian dollars available this summer. On the other hand, if you would like to smoke your fish or your whatever, and particularly you know, we don't want to be out there doing this in minus twenty whatever wind chill, GE of all people now has an indoor barbecue smoker, so it sits on your kitchen counter. And it uses a catalytic converter to filter out all the smoke. So you can smoke fish and meat all year round. It uses wood pellets. Oh, yes. Nice. And apparently the people there who were checking it out at the show floor said it's sitting right there. They had it all cooking. Yeah. And they couldn't smell it until they opened the door and smelled the food. But they could not smell the burning... Uh, of those pellets. So, you know, if you're in an apartment where they're not going to be happy with you <laughs> doing that, so yeah. don't have to be out on the balcony. This is literally right on the kitchen. It looks like a microwave. It's a cube size, so it's like... That's cool. Yeah. $1,000 US, so if any of those... It's GE Profile. Smart indoor cooker. Again, that's in the show notes, 17 and 18 for the for the Weber barbecue, things like that. So there we go. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Oh, no. Uh... Uh, Margo's Margo's coming up here. She's got a question about a Samsung display. Hi, Margo. Oh, hi there. How are you? Thanks for waiting. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I just want to say, first of all, I bought all of my used laptops, um, phone and printers from Tesseract and London Drugs based on all of your advice. So, ah, thank you. Yeah, I've been really happy. Um, and I listen to you guys every every Saturday, so... Well, we're only as good as the feedback we get from people like yourself. So, you know, stuff changes. We constantly do homework yeah. every week. But that's good to hear. Thank you. That makes us feel good. Yeah. yeah no, I, I just, it's just nice to know you guys are there and, you know, easy to talk to and great advice. So, Yay. I have a Samsung monitor TV. I call it a, a TV, but, um, and I was just watching the news, I guess, earlier this week, and the screen went black. Uh-oh. And, wasn't quite sure what was happening, so I um, unplugged everything, plugged it all back in again, same same thing. So I had a friend over last night, um, my friend Christina, and she said, well, does the monitor work in the other room? And I said, yes. Yeah. So she said, well, let's switch them and just make sure that it's not a faulty cable or something like that. So Go go to Christina. Yes, that's exactly what we would have said, yeah. Kyle, right? Exactly. So that's what we did. So I have an insignia in another room that's a smaller monitor and so we we switched it and no the it, it didn't work so uh, the the samsung monitor tv is still black is okay. it black black or is there some light like if the room were pitch black does no. it cast light at all or it's utterly like if it were unplugged it doesn't look any different it's black we can we okay. can hear people talking from the tv oh um, Okay, but, so we know that the power is on, we know the guts are working, but just the screen has decided to go on strike. Exactly. When you yeah. actually power it on, 
with the power switch, does anything change at all on the screen? Do you get any illumination at all? No. Okay. Uh, how old is the Samsung monitor? I would say it's three to five years old, maybe. I was mm-hmm. looking up yeah. the model number, um, and it does look like that model has been out for some time. Um, oh. I, I found some sim- some support documents for them, and it is likely a hardware failure. Um, okay. So I'm looking at yeah. the number here, and it's UN32. So that would be a 32-inch monitor. When you that, whenever you see that, UN32, correct. blah, 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 the 32 is the size, corner to corner. Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, it doesn't look great. There is a weird restart procedure that um, I found. I don't know if it's going to help you, but you, uh, yeah. you, it says to leave the monitor unplugged without power for 60 minutes. I don't know why you would ever need 60 minutes. Yeah. I asked that question back when Tony's TV was a thing here in town. Mm-hmm. Something oh, yeah. about that. There are a couple electronic solenoids. Remember solenoids? Things that went... And they literally, you could see this little module with little switches in it. And then, of uh-huh. course, it got replaced with electronic versions. Okay. And there are some that retain a magnetic... Oh, you're letting them discharge. They're stuck yeah. in the yes. open position. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, uh, it's like a stuck switch, and uh, and it has residual magnetism that holds it in place, and that's why sixty minutes somewhere and it goes, and it releases. Okay, so they recommend having the power cord undone, let it sit for sit for sixty minutes. You're going to hold down the power button for a minute, and then plug it while you're still holding it. Plug the power button, button sorry, plug the cable in while still holding the power button for another minute. Uh, and then release and try to power it on. Like, and to be clear, it's the button on the set, not the remote. Yeah, yes. I'll get Brian yeah. to send this to you, but who in their right mind? It's like, yeah. okay, now stand on your left foot and scratch your right ear and <laughs> stick out your tongue. Like, where did you come up with that configuration yeah, of buttons? It's supposed buttons? to force a reset, but you'd think yeah. you would just reset after a power mm-hmm. cycle no. like that. Okay, so, <laughs> so right. try that, Mark. Um, if not, um, 32-inch... The, the prices have come down dramatically, and you don't necessarily need to get a 32. Yeah, you could get a refurb one, but the prices are so cheap. We had some crazy sales for for Boxing mm-hmm. Week on there. We'll see what we can find for you for a price there for a 32-inch. On that one. The good thing is that that one is going to be, you'll be able to get a much, uh, you'll be getting a 4K monitor now, so your TV boxes will now be, TELUS and Rogers are now outputting in 4K HDR. So if you do end up having to replace it, what kind of money is she looking for, Brian? He's yeah, punching well, up prices here. If you want to go full HD, a.k.a. 1080p, um, you can get in around 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, but if you want to jump up to 4K, then you're looking at, see if there's some reasonable ones. A lot of these are, I'm still seeing the 1080p models. Uh, yeah. More, I don't know, like the, the, the BenQ one here is really nice, but you're up looking at 1,000. I'm betting you can get a 4K they for vary, like 600 though. bucks or something. Yeah, if you're, get, if you're 30, how about the size? Are you happy with that 32? There's a yeah, 550, it, 550 for a 4K, sorry. Go ahead. It fits, it fits in an armoire that I have. Okay, so. that's why. So 32, yeah, I would look at a 32-inch TV in that case as opposed to a computer monitor because you're at that point now where 32-inch TVs, which you're going to, um, come with a lot more picture bells and whistles are going to be roughly the they're going to probably be a better deal than the prices to get a 4K because 4K is now standard even at 32 it used to be 40 but you okay. can find that but but take a look but try but but try the magic technique and we'd love to hear if that works yeah okay that I would will. make our day if it did 
I think the oh, biggest okay. thing will be just leaving it unplugged for an hour, even if you don't do the silly startup yeah. procedure correctly. But I'll put you back on hold, and I'll get Brian to give you the info on how to do that one. Quick break, sure. and back with more. 24 after the hour on Tech Talk. In the show notes down at the bottom, I think we have a somehow fitting sign of the week. Uh, thank you to Peter for sending that one down at the very bottom. I won't see any more. Just go to the very bottom of the show notes for that. Above that... It is great. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> uh, above that, I put in links to some of the things we would have seen in person, Kyle and Brian, if we'd gone to CES the, this year. The keynotes, uh, presentations by the LG's CES, all that. But I put one other non-related one that Helen sent to me there as well. Item number 45 is a powerful reminder of love and friendship. More than 200 youth singers from around the world come together as the One World Children's Choir. If you're watching the video, you'll see all these people all around the world recording this, in most cases, on their smartphone as they're doing something, singing along. It's really cool. It is. It's very cool. Yeah, really uplifting. Anyway, thank you, Helen, for sending that. That's item number 45 in the Tech Talk show notes. One other one right above that, and this is a hard one, so you guys are going to help me with this one. This is item number 40. This is um, Jesse Liu. He is the founder and CEO of Rabbit. I don't know how to... Whoa, slow music there. That's that's okay. Um, It's a groundbreaking new handheld AI-powered device called the Rabbit R1, which he says is the most intuitive computer ever made. Our mission is to create the simplest computer, something so intuitive that you don't need to learn how to use it. Okay. The best way to achieve this is to break away from app-based operating system currently used by smartphones. Instead, we envision a natural language-centered approach. Okay, the that gets a little geeky from there, but the concept, <laughs> um, and this one is, is geeky, but they may well be onto something because it was uh, pretty well every... Uh, team of reviewers um, put this on their on their list of things. So it's mm-hmm. item number twenty one in the show notes. Um, you really sort of have to see it. It's bright orange. It's uh, it's handheld, but it's square. It's about f- four inches square, um, and it will basically use your apps on your phone. So it talks to your apps. It's got a roll wheel. It's got a camera, and it's got a push button on the side, and it's basically going to do lots of stuff for you. But so, it's not standalone. It has to be paired with the phone? Um, well, sort of. That part oh. I wasn't able to figure out. It's got mm-hmm. a battery that lasts all day. <coughs> okay. Excuse me, sorry. 2.88-inch video touchscreen, rotating camera for taking photos and videos, and a scroll wheel you to press to navigate around to talk to the device's built-in assistant. 2.3 gig MediaTek processor, 4 gigs of memory, 128 gigs of storage. Uh, yeah, so 
I talked to everybody, well, I actually messaged a couple people who were using it, and they said, yeah, it uses Rabbit OS and AI tech. So instead of a chat GPT large language model, it uses a large action model, sort of a universal controller for apps. So mm-hmm. uh, it's similar to Alexa or Google Assistant. It can control your music, order you a car, buy your groceries, send your messages all through a single interface. So you just ask for what you want, and the device delivers. So, yeah, USB-C, SIM card slot. So this one looks like it is going to be standalone, and you're not going to need your smartphone. Right, if it can have its own SIM card. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, but but no more having to scroll through apps. So think of what we do on our smartphones now, that we would sit there and we would use this app to order groceries, that app to get an Uber, that app to message. This, This does it all one. The screen mostly exists so you can just verify that it's doing what you asked it to do, not something else. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to have a hard time wrapping my head around what it does here, but I'll have to... Well, here's an example he gives, and I encourage you to watch his video, because then you'll see it, and you'll see whether he's onto something or not. Oh, we're coming up against the news here. Okay, okay. We'll we'll come back. Anyway, it's not for most of us, but I think it's got a lot of potential. It got a lot of rave reviews. Item 21 in the show notes. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Kyle Wilson and Brian Pavlicich, as we continue to exist through our Arctic <laughs> outflow warnings, we just, we're wusses here on the West Coast. We just don't know how to deal with this. We don't I'm, know true cold. <laughs> I guess, but we get the wet cold, which gets through to your bones. But this is not that. We can't use that excuse. This I is feel dry like it's cold. Paired with that, it's no, still like, there's I mean, no it's so moisture. Cold that it's hard to be moist. But yeah, I mean, people I went, from the prairies. I don't want to be prepared or, for this. Like for one or two days a year, maybe. Yeah, it does make us remind of what. Bit. Yeah, but anyway, we're carrying on here. Anyway, uh, lots of uh, texts and emails coming in here. You're welcome to join us on Saturday morning, either by phone, star ten seventy on a mobile phone in Canada, two five zero three eight six one one six one, from any phone anywhere. And by text 107010107010. Include your first name somewhere in there if you would. And also you can email us at techtalk, T E C H T A L K, at cfax1070.com. That's what Rod has done. Hi, guys. Love your show. Thank you. I subscribe to Microsoft Windows 365 and use Outlook for my email. My question is when looking at the banner at the top of my email screen, it doesn't have a file icon anymore. Three horizontal bars is the first icon, then home, view, help, message, insert, etc. When I click on the three horizontal bars, it just collapses the left pane. How can I retrieve the file icon? Thank you very kindly. Or attaching a file? The file icon up in the top left corner of your mail app. See, you've got three lines, home, view, help. No more file. I'm at at outlook.com, so the new model. If you're on the Outlook mail app. Then yep. there's no file icon there either. And soon on the Outlook software, which is what uh, Rod is probably talking about, he's used to seeing that there. Yeah. That's going to go away too. Kyle, Microsoft is trying to avoid this confusion of how come you see that and I don't see that. So they're unifying the layout and adding the new features to all versions. So the question, Rod, is what was it that you wanted to do with the file button? Yeah, so that was never in the new Outlook for Windows. Right. 
Yeah. Or on, was it online, or was is it just Office 365 version or Microsoft 365 version? Just the just the software version, the apps, oh. not the app, not the that. So I'll have to grab my other computer. Yeah. So the, the, the now the Outlook software, not the app, not the Outlook.com, did contain some extra power abilities like yeah. opening a PST file and things like that. Oh yeah, much. More. There's a lot of professional stuff that cheapo Windows version still can't do. Yeah. So I'm worried that that we're going to lose all those features yeah. when they merge. Yeah, no, they'll just tuck them out of the way because it it Hopefully. confused the yeah. heck out of people. There were so many buttons and switches, and they could mess yeah. stuff up really easily. Yeah. People, power users, love those. Kyle, you, you and... Yeah, uh, PST files, so the new Outlook doesn't currently support. Exactly, because the one yeah. problem with the PST file that we've used for so long mm-hmm. was that if it got corrupted, sorry, everything's gone. It's well, all there. There's, there's that some too. software to, you can yeah, repair some, and sometimes. retrieve and whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah we, we but PSTs were primarily for linking with um, a POP protocol yeah. for for your email. And who uses that anymore? We have so much server space. We have all yeah, these good new old features. Post so. office protocol. Yes, yeah. post office protocol. POP. Like you came to the post office, you took it home, and it's no longer at the office. Which yeah. is like it's you went to the server, you pulled it off, yeah. and it's gone from the server. So if anything happened to where you put it. Yes. It's all gone forever. So we switched back in 2007. I know, 2007. Do the math. 14 years. We started using the standard SMTP protocol. For I- and IMAP. And IMAP. Yeah. Internet Mail Access Internet Protocol. Internet Message Access yeah. Protocol, yep. So yeah. the idea being that your mail was stored on a server at Microsoft, Apple, Google, whomever, and you could access a copy on all of your devices. Mark an email as read on one, it's marked as read on another. Yes, they all stay in sync with the yeah, server copy. precisely. So you don't have to go, wait, I don't have that email anymore. So anyway, that's the change. So I guess the key question, Rod, if you want to email us back, is let us know what was it you wanted to do with the file icon. I'm sure there's an answer for you. It's either move to here or it's move to there, or we don't do that anymore in some cases. You won't like that answer in some cases. And also, uh, what app are you using? So are you using the actual Outlook software? If so, yeah. on a like Windows, Mac, yeah. where? Yeah, to get a little bit more information. But that's it. But that's the big change. And the advantage of this, as much as it requires us to learn new buttons and things, is it gives us some really useful power now to do things we couldn't do before. With one click now, we can block, report, and delete scam emails. We can make sure that we don't have 187 emails from the uh, supermarket of our choice with their weekly flyers going back to 2014 because it'll automatically delete the older flyers when a new one comes in. Things like that. Newsletter. It'll get rid of them after 10 days. Whatever choices you want, they put the things, but those are some really powerful tools that are in there. And the ability to quickly type three letters and find the email from seven years ago that you thought you'd lost. So it's really cool stuff. This is one that is really worth really worth learning this it's, one here. I'm just checking the... I'm back in my full-fledged Outlook. Um, and yeah. rem- remind me, file is where you get everything important that makes this Outlook different. Uh-huh. Like fa- file is your, your you know, uh, data file settings, all this stuff, import, yeah. export, you know, top-level settings. So if that's gone, that sounds like he's trying the new Outlook then. Yeah. Because there's, are you, are you, I don't think you could have the full-fledged desktop no. app without files. So exactly, yeah. So I don't know if you can make that. So what we can do is, if you got Microsoft Windows 365, not knowing the answer to your question, you could then, um, 
install the micro it's probably already installed if you installed Microsoft Windows 365 you could use the Outlook software that Brian's mentioning and make that your default instead of the Outlook Mail app the downside is you will not get those new features if you find them useful maybe well that's what I'm used to using and that's cool that's fine that's why we're giving you a choice not we them but at some point they're going to they're going to unify all this you can see you can see where we're headed so anyway Okay, so here's one for you guys. I'm planning to, this is a text from Dean. I'm planning to move from a Windows-based computer to an iMac. Problem is that I'm technologically illiterate. That being said, my question is, can you recommend two things? Who would you recommend purchasing the Mac from? A local shop or directly from Apple? Second, I would need someone to help me transfer files, set up internet, and all that jazz. I need a home visit. So who would you recommend for getting uh, an iMac? Oh, yeah, Mac's in. You can, they can do the orders straight through them, uh, yep. and then they'll pick it up and bring it over and help you do all the setup. Yep, if you want. Yep. MacZen.ca is good that. Alternately, London Drugs. We don't have an Apple yep. store here. I wouldn't order it directly from Apple because Apple is awesome. They'll courier it to all that stuff, but there's no human that you're that you're talking to there, and you may end up not quite getting exactly the configuration. So whether you talk to somebody like Brian or Atan at MacZen, they're going to ask you some questions first yeah. to try and save you money by not getting something you don't need, but also making sure you don't miss out on something you do need. Yeah, like absolutely. That. What kind of money for to get into the iMac world, Brian? Oh, jeez. Uh, I forget what the baselines are, but they're like sixteen hundred now. I think. Yeah. The one key thing with getting an iMac, uh, Kyle, is to make sure that you do get the Apple Care Plus. Yes. Yeah. They are insanely fast, but the way they've done that, part of the way they've done that is by doing some innovative micro-soldering. So things that we took for granted that we could replace. We now can't can anymore. Be, yeah. I should, yeah. It starts with the 16, but it's 1699. So basically you start at 1700. For the new yeah. iMacs, but these are the M3 iMacs. Man, like now's the time to get in. We were waiting for these to come out. Um, yeah. It's a great investment if you're ready to upgrade. Yeah, there we go. So um, I'll get Brian to reply back to your text too with contact info for that one there. Sure. Marie texted in, shout out, oh, to me, shout out to Alan and to Stuart at Freedom Mobile at Mayfair. My friend L was the recipient of the $22 code from Ellen, and Stuart set it up and patiently addressed issues she was experienced with her iPhone. Thank you. Yeah, I really like the customer service um, at Freedom. Uh, they've been really great because it's been a lot of change for people, their deals. They still have. I checked this morning. Can you check again for me, if you would, Brian, please? I checked late last night, and they still had their Boxing Week specials in effect. Yes, they. Yeah, I, Some I have the site up already. Okay. Yeah, I was checking. So, yeah, so if you were just busy through all that stuff and didn't get and going, oh, I really wanted to get those $29 deal. Some then, of it changed a little bit. I know some of them went up by $5, but a lot of the deals are still there. Yeah, but the, the 50 gigabyte, $34 a month, Canada, U.S., data and calling is still yeah. there for $34 a month. The $29 a month plan uh, is also still there, and that's 20 gigabytes, Canada, U.S., 29 bucks a month. That's a yeah. really good deal. It's a steal. I just did a setups with a bunch of these plans, and the global plan is still on promo it's like, I forget what it was, $65, $65. a month yeah. for the global plan. So you get 
60 gigs, I believe, yep. plus um, calling and texting and data in 73 countries. Oh, and that relies non-CES tech news of the week. Item number 30 in the show notes. Rogers and Bell, as we told you last week, have mm. upped their rates if you're not under contract. If you are on contract, you'll pay the higher rates when your two years are up. And asked about that, the federal government said, well, yeah, just switch carrier to a carrier with better rates. Yes, speak with your wallet, with your spending. But they just said that rates are too high. And so Rogers and Bell raised the rates, and they said, well, yeah, but you can go to a company that's cheaper. As in, we're not going to do anything to force Rogers and Bell to lower the rates. We just go to one that's cheaper, so two sides. And the other key one, this is a small but important one, if you are a camper, online BC Parks camping reservations for the Victoria Day long weekend open up next Wednesday. Mark your calendars, January 17th. You'll start making online reservations for up to four months in advance. So if you do the math, Kyle, that's when you can make the Victoria Day long weekend ones. So you want to be on your phone, tablet, or computer bright and early this coming Wednesday. The website is camping.bcparks.ca. If you're a camper, you probably already know that. I put it into the show notes for you, item number 31. If there's other dates this spring or summer that you want to go camping, put a reminder now into your phone for precisely four months in advance. Yeah. So if you want to go for some reason on June 14th, you want to put an item into March, June, four months. February, March. Yeah, February, Valentine's Day. I'm glad that was you, not me. (laughs) (laughs) So then it will remind you. And you might want to put it into the day before to remind you to get up early book spots. Yeah. So there we go. Item number. Ready like the minute it opens. 31 in the show notes. 12 before the hour as we continue here. Kyle, a couple updates. Yes. So uh, PSV support is coming to the new Outlook, it's just not there yet. It's a big oh, deal. Okay. Technically, behind the scenes, the code writers are going, ah! but right. they'll find a way. But it's also a big deal for businesses and stuff to have that support. Yeah. So Happy that's why it's coming that. back. Yeah. yeah. But unification is, is really nice. Exactly. And one new text message uh, for a new Canada Post scam out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from an email address, which is Jennifer E5F at uh, <laughs> is you PP, uh, dot world. And no, it, so stop right there. So this is a message supposedly from Canada yes, Post. It's supposedly from Canada Post, sorry, but it's from something clearly not Canada Post. Yeah. And it says Canada Post. The message you or sorry, the package you sent has arrived at our warehouse and cannot be sent because of an incorrect because of incorrect address information. Please fill in the exact information again and we will send it within twenty four hours. And then they include a link that is kind of believable but not Canada Post, definitely. C-A hyphen post dot O-N-E slash C-A. And then they say, please reply to Y, then exit the message, te- the text message and open it again to activate the link. Or copy and open the link to your yeah. Safari browser. Bad and translation along, job on it, there. Because what they want you to do is yeah. reply with a Y and then they will send you the link. Well, they've already given you the link, it's just not clickable. But you've given us a clue to who you are as scammers, so no. Yeah, and and I was having trouble reading that out because it is very broken. (laughs) Yeah, so that's literally bad. So no, never click on links like that. No, that's definitely If somebody sent you a package and you don't have it, if it's a person, contact them and ask them for the tracking number. If it's a company, check your online order, get the tracking number, go to the Canada Post website, find it there. They have a really good app for that as well, but no. 
text yeah. like this. No. I just saw these. Another one, somebody bought the domain CanadaPost-Delays.com and was using that. Um, and the timing can be like so like serendipitous. Well, yeah. I guess that's usually a good thing. Um, but, you know, you might have just, the, you just see the UPS yeah. truck driving away and then you get this text. And so it's really easy to think, oh, that's that thing I was just doing. Yeah. Stop, slow down. 99% of the time, everything is a scam. Yeah. So much other stuff from CES that we didn't get to, but that's the whole purpose of the show notes. We're just going to go through the headlines. If you are interested in one of these, you can read up more on the show notes. Item number 19, Withings BMO. A thermometer, ECG, pulse oximeter, and a stethoscope in a home health device the size of your TV remote. Like Star Trek, 250 bucks US. Very interesting. Number 20. Number 20 is the Dream... Dreamy bought X30 Ultra. It is a vacuum robot with a built-in hair detangler, and it self-empties both the mop and vacuum tanks. So if you've got a pet or somebody with lots of hair, then you will know about using a robot vacuum and having to detangle it. Now yeah. these ones are not going to do it. Okay. It's 1700 US, available next month, but you can save 450 on uh, pre-order. So, Brian having a doggy, number 24, Brian, for, yeah, for you. Ahead to number four. Skipping by some the of these. The Oro Dog Companion Robot will keep you connected to your pup and even play fetch when you can't. So, you may remember Oro Buddy. We've talked about it in the past years. This is a new generation, two-way audio video screen, so you can interact with your dog remotely. But here's the new thing. It's got an AI ball thrower housed in Oro's middle. It will play fetch for as long as your doggy can keep up, provided you can train them to return the ball to the robot. Yes. Yeah. 800 bucks US begins shipping in April. Oh, it's nice that you can video in and have a That's chat cool. with your dog yeah. and, and it can go around the house and find your dog for you. Now, if your dog gets away and you want to keep track of this, Catalyst has a quick dry pet collar with a waterproof AirTag case. You get the collar, the case, the whole bit, 25 bucks. And it's designed so that they can't tear it off. It's not going to get caught, even if they're yeah. very active. Quit drying, and it won't dangle, rub, irritate, or create friction there. And it also is a 10% uh, first pur- purchase discount. Yeah. Uh, 27 is the concept gear. Things that look really impressive but will probably never get built, but do check them out, 27. We always find the really weird stuff, Brian. So 28 has two different lists of weird and creepy stuff from CNET and from AI. What did you find? I love this one (laughs) in for absurdity. It's the dead mouse alarm. It's like a cat door, um, but it can tell if your cat has a dead animal in its mouth uh, and it will not let it in the house until it puts it down and then it will open the door. Um, the review here mentions that it would have been really helpful if it could also deter, like stop possums or raccoons yeah. or other animals from wandering into your house. But no, just dead animals, and then you still have to remove them from your stoop. But that's a lot better than your bed, your shoes, your, you know, I don't know. Yeah. If, oh, your cats are indoors, Alan. You don't have yeah, this problem. Yeah, exactly that. Um, there's also a, there's the plant pets, turns your green them with the gizmo <laughs> from gremlins. They gurgle when they don't get water and there's a capacitive center, meaning it'll shake when you touch it. I thought this was going to be the auto water to monitor your pets. Your plants know this gives them a voice and so it will growl at you if it's not happy. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also, um, Samsung's B-A-L-L-I-E robot. It will follow you. It watches you sleep. It has cameras. <laughs> it can determine how you're sitting to show you YouTube clips with its built-in projector, even on the ceiling. It's is, a stalker uh, robot. Bizarre. What is the benefit of that? 
And then, and then another one that I like is yeah. uh, they call it dumb orange juice. Oh. And basically, they advertise that this year as AI-free orange juice. Tropicana. Okay, <laughs> you know the big orange bottles, Tropicana? Yeah. But you take out the A and the I. Take out the AI. So it becomes... Oh. Anyway, it's all uh, in, Trump, there, Trump, Trump, in the show yeah. notes. Final segment. <laughs> That's been a very fast couple of hours. It's flown by. And we saved our feet not walking through all that stuff at CES. Kyle, thanks as always. Thank you for having me. Look for Kyle's. We'll put some of Kyle's business insider things into next week's notes when Gary Byer joins us. Thanks, Brian, for everything that that you do and making this all happen. Thank you. One more thing before we go. They say context is everything, and here is proof. 17 years ago this week, on Sunday, January 7th, 2007, I was in the audience as Bill Gates gave the keynote address at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. They unveiled the Vista operating system. Hammering home Microsoft's then buzz phrase, the digital decade, he talked about how great hardware wasn't enough, though, that we needed connected experiences where people are being productive, doing new creative things, he said, where they're mobile, that's the key element that is missing. Two days later, 600 kilometers away, Steve Jobs introduced the very device, the very experience that Gates said was missing. He told the crowd at Macworld San Francisco that Apple was introducing three new breakthroughs. A widescreen iPod with touch controls, a revolutionary mobile phone, and a breakthrough internet communications device. An iPod, a phone, and an internet communicator. An iPod, a phone. Are you getting it? These are not three separate devices. This is one device. And we are calling it iPhone. Today, today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone. That iPhone unveiling 17 years ago remains one of the best keynotes ever delivered. Well worth watching or rewatching on YouTube. Well, Jobs didn't use the term post-PC era then. That is precisely what the iPhone created. If you dislike Apple, if your personal preference means you buy Androids instead of iPhones, you're still benefiting from that keynote today because within a couple years, virtually all smartphones copied the general designs and layout of iPhones. After the unveiling, Jobs announced that Apple was aiming with the iPhone for a 1% share of the cell phone market in the first year. 1%. But the the key is there were 1 billion cell phones in use worldwide, so Apple was aiming to sell 10 million iPhones in the first year. They sold that many in 74 days. And so it goes.